What is a spiritual awakening? Can you tell me? Some people would describe it as enlightenment, nirvana, bliss, all the positive words. I actually Googled it and it says a spiritual awakening begins the moment a person can step back and awake to their life with a new sense of being in this world. That sounds fucking awesome, right? Like, who doesn't want to experience that? Well, they are missing all of the dark details, okay? So my belief is that not every spiritual awakening is just glorious and amazing and enjoyable, there is some pretty dark shit that you have to go through in order to reach that higher level of self that comes with the benefit of, of your spiritual awakening. And see what I've done for you today is I've sorted out some steps. I have about seven here about the phases of your spiritual awakening. And I'm going to share mine with you in hopes that it can help guide you and sort out your own life and your own narrative, because we all have our own story, right? What better way to help guide you than to share my own? Hey everyone, I'm your host, Lenise, and welcome to Soulful. This is a space that'll help you unfold the tools within you to align with your highest self through shared experience. Because at the end of this journey, unique to oneself, We are all interconnected. We are one. So these phases of a spiritual awakening are in no specific order. Okay. Like I like to call it an unorganized chain of events because that is exactly what it is. And you're like, what the fuck? This makes no sense. Exactly. Exactly. It's not supposed to make sense. Not with this closed mindset that we all have, that we're all born with, this little box. So let's start with phase one, that box mindset. That box mindset. (laughs) Um, I call this phase conformity, okay? And it basically is when we are all following the crowd, okay? We all fall into line of like, you know, this system. We're all just a bunch of ants. We, we go to school. We get our jobs. We work nine to five. We provide for our families. We meet, we meet a guy or a chick or whoever. We meet someone and we marry them and we have kids and that is a social structure. That's what I like to call the matrix. Okay. That is what conformity is. That is when we are following the crowd. Okay. So for me and for, I'm sure a lot of us, my beginning of my spiritual awakening happened during the pandemic in 2020. Okay. I was broken up with, I believe the week of or before I got laid off because of the pandemic, I literally was just at home. Like my kids weren't going to school like all, like so many of us. And I was left with myself. And I just started asking myself, like, what am I even doing? Why do I feel so stagnant? What is that emptiness? What is that? The world stopped so that we can all contemplate and think about what in the hell is actually going on in my life. So I spent a lot of time during the pandemic with myself and my kids stuck in my apartment. And luckily, thank God I have some friends. And they got me outside, you know, we did some roller skating and stuff, but like that was all just busy work. You know, I was finally able to like 
make some hobbies for myself. I had the time. That's great. That's great. But there was just something. I had this awareness. That's the first phase. You're in the conformity and you just gain this awareness. Like, there's got to be something more to this. Yeah. There is something more. There is a lot more. (laughs) Phase number two is what I call the crisis or the chaos. And that's what I'm going to emphasize with you today. So in between this conformity and this crisis that I had no idea was going to happen yet, I actually experienced a dream. And it didn't quite feel like every other dream I have, right? It was extremely vivid. And I just had this feeling in my chest. Okay? Just felt different in my dream, and even upon awakening. And in my dream, it was me and my first love. His name is Joey Lamone. And we were together when we were like 16, okay? This is a long time ago. I'm a lot older now. But I just randomly had this dream of us, and we were in his old bedroom from when he was a kid, when we were together, when we would hang out. And... It was a dim, dark lighting, and he took me somewhere. He took me out into the hallway of his house. He took my hand, and he said, I have to show you something. And I followed him, and I still remember the tiles. It's the same tiles that are in his home. And he took me down this dark hallway, and... I was looking down at the ground and it just turned into sand and then I could feel the ocean breeze and I could smell the ocean and I looked at my hand holding his and I look up at him and he's in front of a beautiful sunset and he just wanted to show me the sunset. He put his arm out and he smiled and he did his his cute contagious laugh. He had a great laugh. And then I woke up and I just thought like, what was that? It felt so weird. I want to say real, but it felt different. I don't want to say it felt real. There's just a different resonance in my chest when I woke up. And that same day, actually, I was waxing one of my cousins And she actually, without me even saying anything, she had a dream of Joey too. Joey and I. And I was like, what the heck? And of course she says, you know, you should reach out, blah, blah, blah. And and I said, yeah, I probably should. At the time, I wasn't on social media. I took off all social media because like everybody else, I was stuck at home. I didn't want to be stuck on my phone like that anymore. So, So I didn't. I didn't reach out. I didn't think about it. And then a week or two later, he went missing in real life, not in a dream. He went missing. And that is when my crisis, my chaos happened, okay? Because it wasn't just the pandemic. It wasn't just that. It was a consistent resonance of a just this different feeling that I had, especially with that dream that I experienced. It just felt different. And it was a very sudden shock for everybody who loved him. But he actually, he passed. And it's almost as if He left a piece of him with me. That's how his sister described it when I talked to her about my dream. It felt very special. But I can't explain to you why this specific moment triggered and set off this spiritual awakening within myself. 
there's no explanation for it other than it happened. Okay, the world that I lived in was gone. And I think the attachment of having the dream too of him, it just made me lose my mind. I lost my mind. I felt as though I had a partial responsibility to reach out to, I thought maybe this is the universe or God or whatever is out there. I didn't know what I believed in at the time, but I just felt like something placed him in my mind so that I could play a part. And I withheld myself for my own reasons. You know, I just thought like it was a long time ago, you know, he's moved on. I'm not on social media. Like, it's just going to be weird if I get on and just randomly reach out. It's just, I call it the product of the ego. It's that fear, all those little excuses to not take action. That's the ego. So I fell into a very, very dark, deep depression and it wasn't fun. I literally felt dead inside. I felt like a piece of me died with him. And I'm sure a lot of you understand what that means. Because I know that we all lose people that we love and we care for. It was just a really hard time for that to happen. We also lost him on... Thanksgiving day. And I find it interesting because Thanksgiving morning, I made my food, you know, to, to take to my family's house. We were having Thanksgiving at my aunt's house that year. And for some reason, like I loaded up the food, I loaded up my kids and we started driving to my dad's. Well, my dad's place happened to be the route where he took his last breath. And I still don't know why I started driving to my dad's. I knew I was going to my aunt's house. I can't explain that. But I did. And I realized, like, oh, where am I going? What is going on with me? I got to go the opposite direction. And so I, I changed lanes, you know, I, I turned around and I went to my aunt's house. And those are moments that I thought about every single second of the day when I found out that he was gone. I literally lost my mind. Okay. And so for some of you, you know, it might not be a death. It could just be a state of deep depression, deep dark space that you may feel stuck in and however that resonates with you it's going to take different forms for all of us because we all share different narratives but that dark dark place that is the beginning that is the end and that is the beginning that is the end of the old version of yourself and everything that you thought you knew about life. And I had no fucking clue what a spiritual awakening was. I had no idea. I was so unplugged from spirituality. So unplugged. I was in bed a lot. I was crying a lot, of course. And I even got pretty, pretty suicidal. You know, I always thought like, is this my time now? I had um, a conversation with Joey when we were 16 that like I never thought about before he was gone. I just forgot about it. It just slipped my mind. And then, of course, you know, he passed and it triggered something. 
I just remembered. He asked me if I knew what the 27 Club was. And I had no idea. He explained it to me. And then he said, I always felt like I was going to die young. And we were 16, so I was like, what the heck? I'm worried for you. What do you mean? If you go, I go. Like, stop. And he didn't like that. He's always so protective. We changed the conversation real quick. And, you know, shortly after that, we broke up. Of course, we're 16. I thought that he was it for me, right? Every girl thinks, this is it. This is my person. And I was crushed when that breakup happened. But, of course, I moved on with my life. Like we all do. And I sat with that moment in bed every single day. It was really hard to function. I felt it inside. There were many moments where I felt many odd experiences. He passed and it was like he was speaking to me in my dreams. He wasn't literally speaking like his his words, his mouth wasn't moving, but it was almost like telepathy and a lot of it had to do with his family. You know, he would always tell me like, my sister, like make sure my sister's okay and like check up on my cousin and I was like, why, like, why is this happening to me? Like, I hadn't talked to him in months. And even when I did, it was, it was brief. There's, yeah, there was a lot I wanted to say. And I, of course, I didn't say it. But I just felt a pressing, a pressing need to communicate that to his family. And so I did. And I felt, crazy and I'm like does his family think I'm crazy like I thought it was I thought I was losing my mind I literally lost my mind I did and you know I'm very thankful that his family didn't you know pass any judgment on me or like just you know they accepted they accepted me and like everything that I had to say throughout that time as hard and as dark as it was and I just thought like you know you need to let the family mourn, you know, and, and I just kept having these visits of him. And I just felt this need, this connection to check up mostly on his sisters, mostly. And I thought I was going crazy. (laughs) So if you've experienced anything like this, not so specific, but like you're losing your mind for whatever reason, whatever you're going through, like it's normal. That's exactly what is supposed to happen to you. Some people literally see things, spirits, people, the deceased. It's not crazy. It's very real. And that leads us to phase number three, which I call acceptance versus blame those spiritual gifts arrive upon acceptance can you accept what is happening to you that is the question and that is how you get forward movement you can stay stuck in that chaos and that crisis all you want take that time that you need we all have a choice But I am telling you, so long as you keep blaming the others around you, blaming yourself, staying stuck in that negative energy, you're going to be stuck. You're going to be stuck. And I'm telling you, once you start to accept that everything you used to be is not who you are now, 
it's going to make that transition so much easier because it is a transition. And I believe that many of us don't have a choice. Okay. We have a choice, but so long as you don't make those right choices for yourself, you're going to stay stuck trying to build your pyramid and it's going to constantly fall. When Joey passed, I looked up so many articles on death and, and the afterlife and what happens, where do they go? Will I see them again? And what I found was a story about a woman who was very young at the time and she was playing hide and go seek with her brother and his friends and they played a trick on her. They told her to go and hide in the freezer. Now, I'm sure they had no idea what was actually going to happen, what the consequence was of sticking a human body in a freezer. But she got in there and she was like four or five at the time. She got stuck in the freezer, okay, for hours. And her experience is that she died. And she was surrounded by these beings big giant beings. She referred to them as angels and they walked with her through a dark path. She felt content. She felt that contentment. She wasn't scared and she saw souls. She saw some souls building big, giant, beautiful pyramids. And she saw others who were building these broken pyramids that kept collapsing and she asked these beings, these angels, why, why is their pyramid not strong like the others? And those beings told her, those are the souls who are not following their path. And so long as they continue to not follow their path, they're constantly going to be struggling to build their pyramid. Okay. That is the choice that we have in this life. To stay stuck, to blame, to regret, to struggle building that pyramid. Or to make the alternative choice, a new choice, make a change, even though it's scary. That acceptance of this new life, this new version of you, this new reality and build a solid pyramid for yourself. It's possible. It's waiting for you. <laughs> it was waiting for me. I was beginning to understand that I was not ever going to be who I used to be. I was never going to feel how I used to. I just wasn't. And I knew that I had to accept that. I was um, at home by myself one morning. I can't tell you what morning. The whole moment around Joey's death very foggy, but I was in the kitchen and I knew that I needed to like make some kind of change for myself. And I screamed out loud in the kitchen, God, universe, whatever you are, like whatever is out there that's higher than me, please give me a sign because I'm lost. I am desperately lost. I have no idea where to go or what to do with these experiences and these feelings and this energy. What do I do? Please, I literally said this, slap me in the face with a sign. <laughs> slap me in the face with a sign. <laughs> oh my goodness, did that happen? That same night, this was my first time actually having a dream that didn't consist of Joey at that time. And it was like a futuristic point in time. 
I was in this like futuristic city and uh, there were these jets. They looked like uh, like Navy jets, military jets, and they were flying over my head. And once it had my attention, I looked up at them and it was like they disappeared. I could see them, but they disappeared and they almost looked, they almost looked like they weren't real in my dream. And as they disappeared and turned into this like holographic image, it almost looked like an iridescent tone, almost like bubbles. And it showed itself to me and it spelled out words. And it said, listen to the signs. And as it was showing that, something spoke to me in my dream. And it was a very deep and hollow voice that said, listen to the signs. What the fuck? I woke up that next day and I literally started looking for the signs. Everything around me, like, what do I need to look for? Like what? Well, I started to gain this awareness in that moment, but also from moments in my hindsight, okay, past memories of numbers, okay, I call them synchronicity numbers, and the main one that stuck out to me was 222. I saw it everywhere, all the time, 222, and I'm like, what the hell, what is this? I looked it up. Angel meaning, you know, you're guide, you're being guided, you're on your spiritual path, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what does this mean? This is my sign. This is my sign. I'm going to take it as I'm in the right place at the right time. And um, at this point in time, too, specifically in my home, but also um, a few times in some other homes of, like, my family members and such when I was there, the lights would flicker. <laughs> all the time. The lights would flicker like crazy. And I was like, Oh my God, is he here? Like, what is that? Why is this happening? And you know, my family would tell me like, you're just starting to notice this because you're going through something. Blah, 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 blah. Like people who have a box mindset are going to minimize your experience. That is normal and expect it. Okay. But if it feels true, inside your chest, in your heart, in your stomach. Listen to it. That's for you. It's not meant for your dad, your mom, your cousin, your best friend, your girlfriend. It's not meant for them. It's meant for you. We all have these signs that come to us every single day. We all have that. And most of us overlook it because we're living in this social structure. We're following the crowd. We're, we're supposed to follow the crowd. Accept your awakening. Accept the signs. Listen to them. It's not just synchronicity. It could be an animal that you see all the time. I started to see sea turtles all the freaking time. All the time. Like it just literally stuck out to me. A girl. I went to Disneyland recently. A girl lost her phone. And I found the phone. And she had a little poppet on there. And of course it was of a sea turtle. And I'm like what the hell. Of course I would find this. So I grabbed it. And she came to me. And she's like oh that's mine. Blah, blah. And I'm like okay great. Well thank you for losing this. I needed this. Thank you. And she's like what the hell. She probably thought it was crazy. But the spiritual meaning of a sea turtle indicates wisdom, inner peace, and patience. Patience. That resonated with me. For some reason, it resonates with me still. Patience. It just feels like that is for me. It just feels right. In my stomach. It's called intuition. The stomach, they say it has a mind of its own for a reason. 
your stomach will communicate things to you. It's also part of your spiritual awakening. I know so many people like have stomach issues all the time. And like now that I have this like expanded mindset, I think to myself, like you probably got some shit that you need to work out. But like, (laughs) I can't just say that, you know, I can't just say that. It's everyone has their own moment, their own experience at their own time. Everyone's following their own steps. I can plant seeds, but I'm not going to force feed you. (laughs) So yeah, acceptance, you know, you start to feel that connection with God, with the universe, whatever, whatever it translate to you is like whatever religion you fall into. If you don't believe in a God, there is something higher than you. And if you think that there's nothing higher than hu- being human, this shit ain't for you, honey. <laughs> this shit is not for you. <laughs> So we've accepted, right? We've accepted these spiritual gifts, this guidance of the universe. We're accepting it and it gives you, it starts to fill that void, that empty space, that depression. It kind of starts to dissipate a little bit, just a little bit because you feel like everything's going to be okay. Maybe everything's going to be okay. And that leads us into phase number four shadow work. What is shadow work? It's being aware of your subconscious, those behaviors and habits and what triggers you. And you get to integrate that, integrate that into your newer, higher self. It's having this awareness of when you're triggered. It's having that awareness of when you're acting up. When you're acting up, we're only human. We're adults, but we're only human. We all still have that inner child, whether you're in tune with it or not. We all have it. None of us are perfect. It is never going to be a perfect journey, ever. That is the human experience, okay? That is it. So with shadow work, You begin to seek guidance. You're looking for things now, not just the signs. You're like, how am I going to better myself? How am I going to level up this new person that I am? How do I feel this? How do I recharge? Let those signs come to you. Let them come to you. Look for them. But I'm telling you, it is not that hard. It will naturally just start popping up around you. Literally. I literally found, it was during phase four when I literally found what a, what a spiritual awakening is. What a great awakening is. I, it just like stumbled in my YouTube algorithm. I had never used the word before, spiritual awakening. I had no idea what the fuck it was. But in my phase of doing my shadow work, I discovered a video that explained in a nutshell what a spiritual awakening was. And I just could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? This is it. This is it. Not too long after that, I stumbled upon an ad on Instagram. I got back on Instagram. And it was a breath work course. And I was like, breath work, just, just breathing breath work. And it, it said, you know, discover, unfold your higher power, let go of trauma, all this stuff that like I was hungry for. And I said, what the heck? It's just breathing. I'm going to try it. That was the first time that I was able to utilize that pain and suffering and transfer it into my tears. And I just created, my tears went from detoxing pain and suffering and sadness to literally evolving into tears of joy because I was experiencing 
unconditional love for the first time in my life. I felt connected to something higher than me. Call me crazy. Try it and then call me crazy. (laughs) His name is Curtis Lee Thomas, by the way. He's amazing. If you're watching this, Curtis, please say hi to me in your breathwork classes. (laughs) I'm always excited for breathwork. It's amazing. I can't say that I'm as consistent as I would like to be because life takes over. The matrix, the social structure, it takes over. And we lose that prioritization. And that's also another reason why I call it an unorganized chain of events because we're meant we're meant to juggle back and forth. We're meant to go through those waves of emotion. It's normal. As long as you let those emotions come and go, it's okay. Just don't hold on to it. Don't feel stuck in it. That's when it gets a little little dangerous. Phase number five kind of connects with shadow work. I call it enthusiasm. You fall in love with the new world. You want everybody to experience what you're experiencing. It's so exciting. And like you start using these new words, this new language, and you just feel so great. You feel elevated. You feel light as a feather and you want everybody to feel this way. But what happens is you learn that you don't need those distractions in life anymore. And when I say distractions, I mean partying, alcohol, attraction to other people, lust, money. Those are all distractions. Okay. And when you feel that enthusiasm from life, because you're connected with God or the universe for the first time ever, you don't need those things anymore. It just feels different. Like, like partaking in that, you can feel the vibration of, of your energy inside. You can feel it lowering. And it's just, you know, it's, it's fun to be there for your friends, to be there with your friends. That's the fun part. But you learn that you don't need all those other things. You don't need those distractions or that entertainment. You just need that fulfillment in something for yourself. Self-fulfillment. Hobbies. Real hobbies. Creativity. Creativity is God. Creativity is God. God is love. As long as you've got creativity, as long as you've got love, You have that enthusiasm. You have that passion for something, anything. I don't care what it is. Roller skating, photography, painting. I don't care what it is. Find something that will fulfill you. You can't push this enthusiasm onto other people. You just can't. I'm not forcing you to sit here and listen to me right now. If you want to be here, great. I'm happy. I'm so happy that you're feeling some sort of connection. Because if you're still here, that means there's something. There's something calling you. And that's beautiful. And I'm really, really happy to be part of that with you. Because I know the feeling and I did it by myself. So to have somebody else guide you to learn stories through other experiences that's fucking awesome it's fucking awesome and i i would love for you to come and sit with me one night phase number six unfolding your purpose who doesn't want to know what their purpose is in life right who doesn't want to know that (laughs) I was wondering what the fuck my purpose was my whole entire life. Literally. I remember being seven years old thinking 
what is the point of life? And ironically so, my son, he was eight at the time, last year during the pandemic, he asked me, what is the point of life even, mom? And it took me back to that time when I was seven. But until you can expand your consciousness, expand your mind to more than what just is in this box mindset that we live in. Keep showing my box. Until we really expand, we won't truly know what our purpose is. And some of you are moms. Some of you have your careers all set out and that's great. That could be part of your purpose. But the truth is, your true purpose is when you help a family member do something that they can't do on their own. Your true purpose is when you give a service to somebody selflessly. That is your purpose. That is all of our purpose. That's just the beginning. And as soon as you can gain that inner wisdom... That's when your path starts to become more clear and you start to realize like, I've been doing something that I'm not even supposed to do with my life. I need to go this way. And switching gears isn't so scary anymore because you feel guided. You feel like you can trust something. It's freaking beautiful if you ask me. For me, when it comes to unfolding my own purpose, I started to become very observant of others, especially the role models in my life, because it felt like, you know, this enthusiasm that I had, it felt unseen, it felt pacified or maybe even not taken seriously. And that was kind of self-defeating at first. I just thought like, wow, people don't think like me. These people you look up to, you know, that supposed to be your guides in life, whether it's your family or your friends or people at work, you know, it's, you just start to observe them and see them for who they are. And for what their own traumas are. And it's amazing because one of my, one of my spiritual gifts now is when I look at somebody, I can feel their pain. I can see it in their face for a second and I can feel that pain. And it's, it was startling at first. I was like, I almost thought people were mad at me at first, until I started to really sit back, started to like spend a lot of time by myself, a lot of time by myself. And that was even scary for me to sit in the stillness of your own mind with no distraction will surface all of that trauma that's been blocking your soul from expansion. And with that comes a lot of release, a lot of tears. Again, like I'm telling, like I was telling you, there's a lot of letting go that comes with your spiritual awakening. And if you can just unlock that door, that gateway that trauma door, if you can just open that up, it's a gateway to your soul. Some people feel it in their stomach. It's like a punch in your stomach. It's a tug on your heart. It's pulling on your throat. Sometimes you feel like you can't talk because you just want to cry. Let it out. Normalize crying. Let it go. There's something so beautiful on the other end, I promise. In the moment, you're going to be like, what is happening to me? I'm having a mental breakdown. I've had many of those. 
But every single time, every single time, I feel so much better after. If you sit with yourself, by yourself, with no distractions, moments, traumatic moments, starting with your childhood, they'll surface. And that's why we go out and we seek entertainment. It's like a coping mechanism so that we don't have to think about it. Because the body, the body is like a defense mechanism to hold all of that trauma, to hold it down so that you don't have to face it anymore. So your body doesn't want you to experience that pain. No, it doesn't want you to think about it. But the truth is, if you want to get past that, if you really want to expand truly, you need to let it come up. You need to let it surface. Let it go. Let it out. Better out than in, Shrek always says. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful when you can really let it out. The world now has become my campus, if you, th if you think about it. Everything, everything in life, every moment, there's something to be learned. I learn from my kids every single day. Every single day. I learn from my boss. I learn from my parents. I learn from my grandparents. I learn from my friends. Because I'm observant. I can observe without judgment. We're all human. I make mistakes all the freaking time, let me tell you. I've got lots of things, lots of shadow work to be done, lots of awareness to still do. It's a never-ending journey. Don't let that stop you, though. It's, it's not exhausting unless you fixate. Unless you fixate. Unless you hold on to things, then it can become a problem. But there's always something to be learned every single day. I like to do this thing. It's called highs and lows. And it really helps to paint a very positive perspective of, of gratitude and how beautiful your life really is. Um, we all have a low in every single day. Sometimes it's hard to find a low, and that's great. But I'll journal it. Journal it or talk about it with someone at home. What was your low of the day? What was the lowest point of your day? And what was the highest point of your day? Some days, especially when Joey first passed, Sometimes my high was just being able to wake up and take a breath. Just being alive. That's something to be grateful for. Try that. Leading into phase seven. It's your stage of surrender. It's a phase of love kind of already went into that and unfolding your purpose. I just kind of trailed along with it. But essentially, surrendering that true, true love with yourself. It means that you've let go of all opinions that others have of you. You've let go of it. Any judgment, any criticism that you might feel. It's irrelevant. Let go of everything that you're supposed to be. All the expectations. Whatever disappointments you've felt in your life. Let it go. It doesn't matter. 
Phase seven is the most beautiful phase because you can be one with the universe. You can be one with yourself. There's no expectation here, nothing. All you have to do is be. Be authentic to yourself. That's it. Let them call you crazy. <laughs> Let them release the ego. There's so much inner peace. There's so much inner peace in that. I promise you. What happens after the rain? What happens? There's a rainbow. That's phase seven. That's surrender. You're letting it, let it rain. Let it come down. Let everything be. Let people be. Let people be who they are. And you be you. That's it. There's no expectations here. It's just eternal peace. That is literally what this is. Eternal peace. I used to be so afraid of death. I used to be so scared. And for a minute, I even scared myself thinking this is the end for me. I don't want to do this anymore. This is it. I'm done. I'm not done. I have so much more. I am just getting started with my life. <laughs> because I'm awakened. I am on a higher frequency. What is a higher frequency? I am of more positive energy, more love, more light. If something bad happens to me, if someone projects anything dark on me, yeah, I'm only human, but most of the time, I am going to be okay. I'm not going to absorb that. You know why? Because I am always protected. I love to say that. Say it. I am always protected. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. You are always protected, no matter what. Any kind of toxicity you're in, that's just the universe waving a flag saying, hey, hey, you're going the wrong way. This way. Listen to the signs. So when it comes down to it all, when it comes down to our spiritual awakening, what I've come to learn is that we are just a little fragment of this higher power, of this universe, of this energy of God, whatever you want to call it. We are just a fraction sent down into one individualized vessel to have an experience here. We are all sent here to have an experience. And we are supposed to experience that trauma. We are supposed to experience all that bad shit you've been through. That is normal. You're supposed to experience that because we are all supposed to persevere. Okay? It's just, it's all just a mission. That's it. And I'm not saying no James Bond shit. Like, I'm not saying, like, you have to, life is, you're going to be fighting all your life. No. No, remember, let it go. Just be. You know that saying, you are who your friends are? You are a product of your own environment. And a lot of the times, especially as kids, we don't have any control over our environment. We don't. But at one point in life, as long as you're an adult, you do. And sometimes it's really hard to get out of this mess that you were put in for whatever reason, but it was meant to be that way. It's okay. Everything that's happened, whether you made the right choices or the bad choices, the wrong choices, it's okay. You are not putting, you are not being put in any position that is too hard for you to attain happiness, eternal peace. It's possible. You will get there. I promise you. 
You just need to ride with the waves. Keep going. Keep going. God is within us all. The universe is within us all. You have that connection. You have it. There's a light inside of you. I can see it. It's deep in there. You just got to get through all the tar, all the black shit. All that stuff that you didn't deserve. You just got to weed it all out. Because it's all part of the experience. It's all part of it. And you're going to be okay. I'm, I'm great. I love life. I've never loved life like this before. I can truly say that. And it's all because I have this sense of knowing. I just do. There's a saying, to the skeptic, proof is not possible. But to the believer, proof is not necessary. Because it's right here that sense of knowing and we all have it we are all capable of it I'm telling you you are capable there's some of you who are like yes I got this yes hell yeah there's some of you who are wary can I do this hell yeah you can if you're asking yourself that hell yes you can sort it out and for others of you You're lost. You're giving up on yourself already. That's not me. I don't believe in anything higher than me. I can't do it. Well, you know what? I just planted a seed for you. And one day, it's going to be of worth. This is valuable information. My breathwork instructor likes to say that Validation and confirmation is the same thing as new information. Let me say that again. My breathwork instructor likes to tell me, all of us in the class with him, (laughs) that confirmation and validation is the same thing as new information. Confirmation And validation is the same thing as new information. You could hear everything that I've just told you. You could have already heard this somewhere. You could be like, I already know this. But did you act upon it? Mm. Some of you didn't. And that's okay. Because sometimes confirmation and validation of the same information you've already heard can be the same exact thing as new information because it just hits you. It just hits different. It just resonates somehow. And I hope that all of you experience that. All of you. And in some point in time, I know that it will. All in your own timing, though. All in your own timing. So now that I've kind of gone through my own spiritual awakening with a little bit of backstory on my experience, I'll leave you with this. Life can change so quickly. Make sure that you tell someone the reasons why you love them. Because we never know what life has in store for us. We just don't. Thank you for being with me today. If you felt this in your heart, in your soul, in your center, then please subscribe for more soulful messages. And most importantly, be somebody's angel today and share this episode. 
Until next time, Angelians. Peace and love.